You know what time it is. Ready to run with the herd. A herd hour here. Myrtle Beach Bowl preview edition. Justin Arbon, the authority, and Randy Burnside, the man with all the knowledge, coming to join me here to talk all things about the herd and the Huskies down there in Horry County, playing on the teal. Myrtle Beach Bowl, Monday, 2.30 on ESPN. Cannot wait to get all into it. We're also going to talk about a perfect non-conference schedule for us at Marshall. Evaluate the bowl opponents the Sun Belt got throughout. And, of course, we'll get into the game as well and why we think the herd is going to come away with that big ninth win and stop the bowl losing streak. But you guys know what to do. If it's in the morning, grab that coffee, feel style, and in the evening, grab the drink, and hopefully you'll be cheersing on Monday after a big herd victory. So let's cue the music. Randy, okay. did you say you're going down by yourself? Well, my wife ended up moving some things at work so she could go too. So nice. We're probably going to leave early Sunday morning, if not Saturday night. And uh, we, we got a hotel. We're bringing the dog with us, so I had to get a pet-friendly hotel. But, uh, oh, those are tricky to find. Well, there, there's a few down there. So Good we're staying <laughs> in, at the beach at uh, the old Patricia Grand. It's, oh, it's wow. pet friendly now. And uh, we'll be down there for a couple of days, and then we're going to come back after the game. So it'll be are a quick you mentally trip. Pre- are you mentally prepared for it to be 33 degrees at the beach? Uh, yeah, I, my mom lives there. My mom, my sister, my brother. So I'm used to being there in the winter some. So, yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm used to not always being there in the tourist season. Yeah. It's actually kind of fun when you see, like, snow on the beach. Yeah. Like, I remember we, we saw it one time, like, in January or February, and it was like, what? What is the, what is the weather forecast? I've not even looked yet. What, Mid-50s, right, for the game time? Is that right? Game time is, yeah, mid-50s. Or it was 49 earlier in the week. Well, hey, hopefully, uh, hopefully you have some good weather, Randy. And, hey, if yeah. You know, Justin, like, <laughs> your dad will get down there and it'll – the skies will open up with some sun and watch a football game and then come back. A, yeah, man. That's a road trip right there, though. He should just fly. Yeah. Well, we, the direct flights aren't there right now. Are they not? Yeah, no. they're all seasonal, so it makes it a little more difficult. Mm. Got to go through. Wrong. Don't shoulders. they know the Myrtle Beach Bowl Monday? Come on now. I know. They should know. I know. Reopen that puppy back up. I think, honestly, I can't believe Huntington and Charleston doesn't have enough demand that you could have year-round flights to Myrtle Beach. We have so many people that have moved down there and that have retired down there that I think you, I mean, maybe not every day of the week, but two flights a week. week. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think you could do it year-round. I really do. Absolutely, you could do it year-round, too two flights a week and you would have gotten a good crowd for this one too I and think, think but... about the golf traffic that's year round too with oh. all the golf courses so you could just get people to fly down there on a friday and have a, have a nice weekend play play golf you know golf yeah. capital of the world i mm-hmm. uh, see that's 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 how you do it you leave now but then again if it's that cold you really can't get out there 50s you can get out there though yeah you're getting the 30s that's a little too much that's that two iron stinger really does sting at that but but that doesn't last very long i mean that that's just maybe one day a week possibly for for what two months and then you know you don't even have that (laughs) good life yeah good life and with hey, global been the... warming, it won't even be an issue in about five years. So, <laughs> well, I'm told Myrtle Beach won't be there in five years. So. Well, that's true too. With the the water rise, so you want to buy your property somewhere around uh, Gallivant's Ferry. That's where. You're so you're telling me, Lord willing, and the creek rise, but it's the ocean down there in Myrtle. Yep, I'm buying a bunch of land a hundred miles in. <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna end up being the next. Buddy. I'm gonna be. A, Short, short the climate change market there, Andy. I see. Yeah. Okay. Hey, don't think people aren't doing that. Oh, they definitely are. Mm. Hey, you know what, guys? Sitting here watching the Bahamas Bowl, right? And 
how do we never get to make one trip in Conference USA to that game? I know. Like, well, we everyone, had too much everyone seems so negative about it all the time. And I'm like, look, if we went to the Bahamas Bowl, I'd be there. Oh, absolutely. Oh, like, I would go absolutely, too. Are you kidding me? I mean, plus you don't – I mean, oh, the only negative is you wouldn't get to listen to Steve Levy call it on TV. But The negative to the Bahamas Bowl, in my opinion, so far, why everyone has a negative opinion, is nobody goes. But they always pull, like, a Central Michigan – Oh yeah, they never have they ever had one team that would have actually traveled down there? No, no I yeah. can't think of one. I mean, today, Miami, Ohio, and UAB. I mean, no. and it looks They're like UAB cool. actually has a few UAB people probably there. brought a good crowd, I would imagine. It's, but it's all on one side. And then yeah. if you listen to people talk about it, like the first year they had it, I think they let like people that were staying at the resort use like the team's restrooms, and it was just kind of a. A mess. They've definitely improved since then, but <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen. It's a Reddit article they have about the first Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, Pretty where wild people stuff. are just walking on the sidelines beside the team and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right with with beers. Didn't one yeah. player drink a beer? Uh, last year, I believe they did actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, during the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he definitely did drink a beer. Well, I I wouldn't be shocked if you O Lyman crush crush a couple there. Uh, after the herd gets a W down on the strip there in Myrtle one Monday. How, how are you feeling about this game, fellas? Well, look, I, I feel good about it, to be honest with you. We don't have that long of a layoff since the last time we played. We've got a long time to prepare. And, it, you know, we have performed relatively well with time to prepare in Coach Huff's two years um, so far. So, all signs would point to we're happy at around 5 o'clock, 5.30 tomorrow. But, again, UConn's coming to win the game, too, so you can't just bank on uh, what the past has said. Oh, and, and you know this much. UConn is going to be the media darling in this game. They are going to love everything that Jim Moore and the Huskies spin out until Marshall kind of starts hopefully dominating on the field. Well, UConn's good on the defensive side of the ball, too, so that it, it could be a low-scoring type of game. And if that's the case, then one turnover could split the, split the side there. So. Well, and that's that's the one thing Marshall's been doing r- relatively well, I mean, almost you say exceptionally well, during the winning streak there uh, to end the season, not turning the football over. And when they do that with that defense, going to be in good shape. I think the total, Justin, sitting at 40-and-a-half – Ooh. 40 in the hook. I mean, that's a that's such a uh, kind of a, a small number for a bowl game. But well, they're they're thinking what I'm thinking. I know that. I I, I, I don't know, I guys. I don't think UConn's that good. Honestly, I think Marshall might be able to run right through him. I, I hope you're right, but I I I think that we could see a defensive struggle here to a degree. But at the same time, uh, their their scoring offense is just bottom. Uh, they're they're only one fifteen in the country, less than twenty points a game. Um, our defense has just been so dominant. I'd like to think that we're going to absolutely shut them down. They're going to have difficulty moving the ball, barring we have everybody playing and there's not some injury or someone sitting out the bowl that we don't know about yet. Hey, hey, Randy, as far as you know, um, I mean, and granted, how would we know? But all systems go? Uh, as far as we know, I've I not mean, heard. You what know, kind I've of pro prospects do we really much. have that somebody needs to sit out the bowl game for that reasoning? Ali I mean, again? I, I mean, why did he play the last two games then? Right, right. I, I have not heard anything to that effect. Um, but it's been eerily quiet, too. Um, I've not heard a lot of pregame uh, talk from from Marshall about the bowl game and, and status of players and, and the same thing from UConn. I've not heard a whole lot. So uh, do, do we think saying, that's because of the time slot and not a lot of time to build it up really? I mean it's about what mm, they played the game about 14 days, 15 days after they yeah, announced it. So yeah, it's it's pretty quick. You know, granted not not affecting the Marshall crowd at all, but do we think that's part of it? Possibly. I mean, 
speaking of that, it's pretty amazing how quickly that Marshall side's filled up. And, and I'm pretty sure we're buying around the other side now, too. I'll say it hasn't really affected the attendance, though, even kind of the lack of buzz or hype for this game, especially from the Marshall fans. I think they heard Myrtle in December and, and just came came running. Absolutely. You know, that way. Myrtle Beach, Horry County, um, it's West Virginia South. It, it's West Virginia's playground. Everybody loves to, to head down there on vacation. Uh, people, families for generations have gone there on vacation. It's an easy trip. It's a day trip. Uh, so it's perfect for, for Marshall. So I'm not surprised we've sold a lot of tickets. Um, I, I think we'll probably set the Myrtle Beach Bowl attendance record. I would Easily. Hope. I remember them posting about that, Randy. What, what is that at, like 6,000 or something it, like that? It's very low. It's like 6,000 or so. This is I only the like third year of the game, correct? Yes. And yeah. I would like to think that, that you know, the Herd Faithful, just expatriates that live in Myrtle Beach alone, uh, could come out and really put a dent in that. I know I have a lot of family uh, that lives in the Conway area. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, I know I've got several people going with me that live down there who are not even Marshall folks, but they're they're interested in going to their first bowl game sort of thing. So they'll be hanging out with us in the Marshall section, rooting for the herd. Really good sized crowd and. Uh, uh, really helped that ESPN Bowl in its uh, early infancy get a decent crowd, I think. Yeah, that, that always helps. You know, get, when you get a little buzz, kind of gets creates an atmosphere in, in the stadium. It, it, that shows on TV. It gets people excited to watch. Um, in, in a Monday at 2.30, you know, going to lead into kind of the, the countdown crew there on Monday night for ESPN. Like Justin said, feel like we're going to be pretty happy at about 5.30, Randy. Um, by the way, those totals have uh, has crept up now to 41, and Marshall's now an 11-point favorite. They opened at 10. I I kind of like both those numbers, although the, the plus 11. How are you feeling about the, the number being at 11, though? That, that concerns me. A little bit. I, I do really like Marshall in this game, but that's a big number, especially for a team that's going to be extremely motivated to play in this bowl game, you know, considering it's been a long time since UConn's heck won games, let alone been playing in, in December. Yeah, um, I understand your concern, but w- when you look statistically, they're not great uh, <laughs> at, at what. Coach Moore's team has done that. That it, overall, it's not that great. But if you look at their last four or five games, it's better. Three, three and two in the last five. Although did get beat badly at Army, not one of Army's better teams. Mm-hmm. I, I will say this, Randy. They are nine and three against the spread this year. So, like, why does for some reason like twenty four to fourteen just feel perfect? Could be, could be. Uh, you never know. Now. I think if, if if Marshall comes to play and, and we, we play like we did down the stretch, um, the quarterback play continues to improve, um, I, I'm thinking we can go over that 11. I, I, I think Marshall's capable of winning by double digits in this one. I really do. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, Randy. I, I, and pl- part of that, too, is like when, when you look at um, – UConn offensively, they, they don't do anything extreme. They run the ball pretty well, right? But that's the – I mean, that's one of the – Marshall's just so good against the run. I mean, they, they don't even go up 90 yards a game. At 88.8, imagine that, Marshall being at 88. That that seems pretty fitting, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And, and also, Randy, I don't know if you have those numbers there, but what are we looking at for third down kind of UConn's ability to convert offensively? Because I think that will be a huge key in the game how good Marshall is on defense third down and has been all season versus what UConn might be able to extend plays, extend drives, keep our offense and our running game off the field. Cause their, their defense does struggle against the run as well. Yeah. You know, Marshall's defense has just been so lights out with the third down conversion uh, defense that, um, anyone's going to have trouble uh, converting regularly if 
they played at that level and that ability that they've shown, especially, you know, down the stretch here. Um, I don't have their yeah. third down numbers in front of me as far as UConn's concerned, but I, I you know, that's going to be, that's going to be difficult. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you know, the thing about it is too, Randy, I think we brought this up. I mean, UConn's not a team that likes to, likes to throw the ball. I mean, they only average 107 yards a game through the air. Um, the quarterback Turner there has nine touchdowns and seven interceptions. Now he does have some mobility. Uh, so we're going to have to kind of look, look on that for both sides, Marshall with Fancher and obviously Zion Turner there for, for UConn, both are freshmen. So get an opportunity to, to kind of see, kind of see the future potentially of both programs. Now, granted the way the portal works nowadays, how do we really, really know? Um, but, I, I'm excited to see this this game Monday for us, Randy. And to get to nine and four, that that'd be a heck of a season considering where we were uh, back. Absolutely, no doubt about it. You know, nine and four and winning a bowl game uh, would be outstanding uh, in any season. You know, it's something you should strive for. And let's be honest, we we've had a good bowl history, but we've lost the last three. Say what? We got to we got to end that losing streak in bowls. So we've got a lot. Randy, of we are against. sitting at three in a row, aren't we? That is correct. And at wow. one time we had the best winning percentage, the best bowl winning percentage in college football, and we've lost that. So That's... we need to start building the new streak to get that back. Now, uh, Randy, let's go through this again real quickly, just to make sure I got this right. I know last year in the New Orleans Bowl, lost lost that one uh, to the Raging Cajuns kind of that some belt preview. Um, we lost the following year to what, UCF? Uh, oh, no, we, we had the one in between there, the um, the, the COVID year the, game. Right. The Buffalo game, right? Yep. And we've lost to Buffalo, and we've lost to uh, UCF. UCF as well. So, so three straight. Three wow, straight that's... bowl losses after having a – you know, a pretty good streak there. Yeah. You know, that's it's, it's wild when you keep thinking about that. Doc exactly. lost his last two. And yeah, because, you know, we, we that game, it was aggravating that Camilla Bowl lost to Buffalo, if you remember. Oh, back yes. Because we, we started 7-0, and ended up 7-3, and and uh, lost 17-10 to in that bowl game. Um, On Christmas Day. Year, yeah. And then last year, you know, losing in the New Orleans Bowl to Louisiana. Uh, of course, they were 13-1, and one, and we were definitely – Great team. I mean, Levi, best quarterback that that and school's ever had and probably ever will have. <laughs> in 2019, our 8-5 and five team went up against, you know, a juggernaut in Central Florida who had 10 wins. Play competitively. Uh, for the most part, but, you know, we got beat pretty soundly, 48-25. Yeah. Overall. Put up a good fight. Had some turnovers, I remember, yeah. kind of really hurt early in that so, game. So we've not won a bowl game since that Gasparilla Bowl win over South Florida, thirty-eight to twenty, back in twenty eighteen. Wow! So we're due. Twenty eighteen. Now, Randy, and you know UConn's going to be hungry too, with everything that's happened to their program, uh, not being in a conference, and you know all the struggles they've had. They're they're going to be fired up. Oh, chomping at the uh, bit. I mean, and, and Jim Mora to be able to play Marshall. Yeah, Mora's you know gotten that thing kind of in, into a to a much better place, right? Sure. Um, now, guys, remember that the Turner the Turner receiver is not related to the Turner quarterback there for UConn. That's another little little nugget there. I mean, it, you know, the Rosa kid's a tough runner, but I keep looking at their offense, Randy, and I just don't see a way that truly Marshall can, can could lose this could lose this game unless well, they give the football. To, it, it comes to back them. to turnovers. It comes back to turnovers being put in bad situations. Um, you know, we've got to be able to run the ball effectively and not turn the ball over. And if Marshall can run the ball and not turn the ball over, we're going to win. It's been uh, the formula all year. Back. Now, Grant, I I'll say this, no Randy, real quick. In the, in the Georgia State game, last time we saw him out there on the field, the comeback that we made was pretty impressive. Gives you a little more, a little more hope. Um, if things sure. weren't to go great to start on on uh, on Monday, yeah, we're we're getting better. I mean, you see the progression and the improvement on the offensive side of the ball. 
I think every game you see little things getting better and better. And I think that'll continue. We've got a young quarterback who is growing as things go along and, and, you know, the team is gelling around him and the running game's been there. The defense has been great. So, you know, if we can keep these guys together, the core together, um, I think coach Huff's going to have a really, really good team next year too. He's moving. And you know what else too? I, I, be willing to bet anything, and I think you would too. Marshall's going to go get some guys in the portal that can play at and, and got offers from Power 5 schools that aren't getting that time, and they're going to get opportunities to play in Huntington. Sure. I mean, you look at last year what happened and how many people came through the portal and, and what Coach Huff was able to bring in. I mean, that's definitely going to be his recipe for success. That you know, That's how we're going to operate, and it's a new world, and that's how – that's how group of five teams that are at the top tier are going to have to live. And, and I think you'll see Marshall do that. Yeah, absolutely. Randy, you brought up something earlier there. Um, Marshall's now has the second best bowl record of all time. 706 winning percentage, 12 and five. So take away those three losses in a row. And that's even more incredible. Um, yeah. UConn's only been to six bowl games all time. They are three and three in those bowl games. So, and the last time that UConn was in a bowl game, Randy? Against Marshall. Against Marshall. 2015, what day after Christmas. Yep. And the Herd won that, that bowl game there and down in St. Petersburg. A, a very, slobber knocker very, type game. Maybe uh, what we kind of what we see Monday. I, I hope not, but possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Hey, a win would be a win. You know, yes. You unless take you're, them however unless you, you get invested get with it. Uh, you take them however you can get them. But we need a bowl win. That would be a great um, uh, uh, building block for next year. You get a bowl win, get Coach Huff his first bowl win, and hopefully put the team in a position to make a run at a, a Sun Belt Conference Championship next year because that's what the expectations got to be. You oh, know, 100%. Nice 100%, Randy. The last coach went to bowls all the time, but at the end of the day, we didn't win a lot of championships. So people about winning win championships. championships. That's what Pruitt said, Matt, right? Yep. We're year two, and we don't have a championship. Next year's year three. Um, people are going to be expecting a championship. Yeah. That's right. I mean, so he'd be 16 and 10 uh, in his two seasons with a win over Notre Dame, a bowl win. I mean, it would be a good little start for Huff, obviously. Now, let's – Let's say this now, real quick happens, too here, Randy. I'll go but, ahead. But what happens, Blaine, if we lose? That's what I was getting ready to come to. We um, lose this game on Monday. What does that do to people's uh, thoughts on the season? I, I, think, I think you're very disappointed, actually. You're disappointed. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's it, in, in certain respects, it's almost a no-win situation for Marshall, unfortunately. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it is. Wait, oh, I know, I know your feelings about the, the group of five. Bowl slots and everything. That's I'm another thing you, too. That's like how it is. How, the whole when, system is set up that way now. So when you um, saw the matchup against UConn, like I was disappointed. I was, the opponent I was disappointed. I was disappointed, but I was also excited that they were in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of a, I was excited a give and about take Myrtle there. Beach Bowl. But you know what my hope was? My hope was we'd get someone like East Carolina, who we actually played last year ironically, but I think East Carolina is a better brand name than UConn is in football. Oh yeah. It would would have been much better to get to get someone with a little little cachet. Not only that, the history and the fan base would travel and it would be an awesome environment. Oh it it would have been. I mean the other thing too, I mean like UConn kind of smoke and mirrors six and six type team this year. I mean, yeah, they, they're scoring well, 19 points a game. They're giving up 26. I mean, outside, you, outside of a handful of G5 schools, just a handful. If you're a longtime Marshall fan, you're not going to get excited unless it's a Power Five team. It's true. Now there would be certain opponents. You look at the you look at the Sun Belt lineup and bowls, right? The teams they're playing. Like, sure. had Marshall drawn UTSA, the Roadrunners, I'd have been excited about that. And uh, we, we were in a league with them, though. Just I know, but they're, they're ranked and this year. I, I would have given that really, one excitement. Um, well, because they're ranked, but at the end of the day, name recognition, eh. Yeah. 
and that they'll they'll be uh, done before this even hits the airwaves. They're getting ready to play the Sun Belt champs, Troy, and that the trading cure, yeah. Duluth trading cure bowl there. Yeah. And and uh, today it should be a great game. Hopefully yeah. Troy gets a win there. That'd be great. Now, now here's here's a couple opponents here, Randy, that would have been kind of fun for Marshall. I think instead of UConn, Rice gets Southern Miss in the Lending Tree Bowl, and Western Kentucky gets South Alabama in the New Orleans Bowl. I would have loved to have played either one of those two teams. Yeah, but again, we've been in a league with both of them for a long time. Okay, it's just kind of eh. Okay, like got another one for you, Randy. Got I need, another one I for need you. new. I need something new. That's what makes. That's what traditionally bowls made are fun. about. So let me ask yeah. you this one then: Louisiana's opponent in the Independence Bowl, Houston, eh, pretty good. Dana, that would have been fun, yeah. right? Okay, better. better okay, but still, bring back the we, bring back the Case we Keenum, Kevin Cold days with for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to play them. It would have been fun to yep. kind of get yeah. another crack at Houston. You like to uh, get something new, though. Then you had Buffalo and ECU. So like. I mean, ECU obviously was the top of your list for opponents. Um, it was out of what was possible. But at the end of the day, it's just not possible anymore to play power fives. And that that's that's a problem. Now, I hey, think. Randy, do we do we know, and I, I, I'm asked this because I'm not a thousand percent sure, with the playoff expanding to 12 two years from now, obviously more opportunity for a G5 team to make it, A, or there's going to have to be one in there. But B, is that going to change up the bowl structure order there to where we might get some more opportunities for G5 schools to go take on the big boys? Possibly just because you've got more teams going into the playoff. Yeah, yes. L- limited number of I games. I think so. I think it might, and that would be really good for college football. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I hope what the AD said at the big uh, the Board of Governors meeting this past one uh, about – uh, speaking it into existence that Marshall will be the first uh, football program f- from the Sun Belt to play in the expanded playoff. I hope he's right. That would be awesome. And that's what we want. That's what everybody should want. Hey, and Rania, let's say this real quick. I don't think there's any doubt that the Sun Belt Conference champion is going to get an opportunity to do that eventually. At some point, I think so. Yeah, I mean, good, unless we continue to beat up on each other. But but then again, though, like when you when you get that out there to that point to when there will be 12 and a G5 school will be included. Think about all the schools that will no longer be in the American. That league's right. about to take a, a, a big nosedive, in my opinion. That is correct. Um, it will be retooled. So then at that point. I mean. I don't think Conference USA, though might be an occasional team that might be really, really good and doesn't play as many good people, maybe, that gets to hang around. Same in the American, but the Sun Belt will be the toughest league of the non-G5s without question. Possibly, but the thing you got to understand is parity can really play against you. And sometimes it's better to have that one marquee program that dominates with the occasional uprising that occurs a.k.a. look at Boise State and the Mountain West, what they mm-hmm. do, as opposed to having people that keep giving you losses. And you may be really, really good, and sitting there with two and three losses, you're not going to get that bid over an undefeated team. Um, you know, it's going to be really hard to, unless you've gone out and played a tough non-conference schedule. Right. And when I say non-conference tough schedule for a G5, you've got to play two power five schools not just okay randy i'm serious you're gonna see, have to I, play I, too I, I, you're gonna have I'd to be do okay state does see i i think it, and this is just you're gonna differ here real quick and i know you've been in these meetings for but <laughs> i have but i'm thinking like if i'm marshall scheduling wise i want to face one g5 opponent that i know hey if we win this puts us on the radar then i want to play one that I can beat or maybe a, a group of five school that I'm comparable with. And okay. then, and then maybe even another one that I'm kind of comparable with, like my Ohio continue to schedule them. Ohio continue to schedule them. And then you got your one game that you should win. I think the way they're scheduling is fine. Had Marshall done their job this year after Notre Dame, they could have been the team playing in the, the, the group of six 
uh, birth there against yeah, against USC in the Cotton Bowl really easily. I mean, but, they would have had what, the marquee her, win had they had not. A marquee win, that's correct. But we did play two FCS schools. No, that's true. This year, that wouldn't have been no that wouldn't have happened. Own, but that yeah. could have been used against us. Oh, it would have been this did. year for sure. Now, granted, that was a little bit of an extenuating circumstance. That was not our fault. We yeah, believed, and that happens. But that's something that can come into play. But I think when you look at that committee and the way that they think, there is a power five bias and it is clear and present at all times. And oh, easily. Got, That's not even a question. You've got two power five wins. Uh, and everything you said, I agree with as far as peers. But all of those things we now get within our league, the Sun Belt. That's have true. Them all. That checks every one of those boxes you just said. So, so what? Hmm. So we've got James Madison. We've got Appalachian State, and we've got Coastal, who's been good, and we've got Troy and Louisiana. Those schools are are all going to be right there. So my ideal schedule for me is to go out and play, like you said, in Ohio, someone like that in one of those slots. So, Randy, from we, the Mid-American. Or we're going to give you four games, the schedule. Four right, games. Four games. My Your ideal schedule. schedule. All right, my four non-conference games ideal with us in the Sun Belt now. To me, if and again, this isn't going to happen. It's near impossible to happen. But what I would love to see happen that I think would be perfect is in those four games, you play Ohio as one of your non-conference opponents. You okay. Play, you play, I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that. Let's play, let's play, you my, play, let's play Ohio every year. Five school that's outside of the – top 25 on a regular basis okay, okay. Um, you you get yourself an opportunity to play a purdue um a vanderbilt a wake forest a um, team that every now and then might be pretty good well, but most of the time well, yeah, you got a chance at least a measuring stick type game that you can play well, you know, you okay. think about it, that's kind of what Clemson was for the 99 team. They weren't that, they weren't this Absolutely. great thing. They Clemson. were a six-win team. That's exactly what they were. And South yeah. Carolina was a one-win team the year before. Um, a Michigan State, a North Carolina, that sort of thing. Then, then you play a traditional Notre Dame a power, someone that's probably going to be in the top 25. And you try to make it a regional game, whether it's an Ohio State um, a Notre Dame, a Kentucky, uh, a Pitt, a Penn State, yeah. uh, Penn State, whoever, someone that you think has got some top twenty-five potential, maybe uh, you know that you 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 could get a win against uh, if everything went right. But nine times out of ten, you're probably going to lose that game. Right. Okay. You'll right, get a right. nice check. Maybe occasionally have them come visit you because that gives you unbelievable publicity when you win those games. And that's what gets you into the top 25. That's what gets you into the discussion nationally. And we had that with Notre Dame. We just weren't able to take care of business the next week to keep it going. And you know what, Randy? And I I think it's, I think we got to be fair here to this edition of this team. That team got kind of given some expectations, I think, at that point that were probably unfair. Sure, um, sure. Based on what it's they tough. had and, and how they tough. won that game and how Notre Dame played that game, too. Well, hey, don't just look at us. Look at everyone else. I mean, heck, Appalachian State beat Texas A&M for crying out loud. And then didn't even and make a bowl. what ended up happening to them. They didn't even make it to a bowl game. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, – yeah. Know, it's uh, true. Uh, who was it? Georgia Southern won at Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and barely got to six and six yeah. in that league. So yeah. let's, let's think about this. You know, uh, football's a funny game. You just never know. But anyway, to me, ideal schedule, the team that, that, that you, you got to win your conference. Okay. Uh, but, but it cannot be a cupcake schedule. I think that committee, when they go to pick the winners of the champions. Now, if you're playing a Boise, uh, perennial power from one of the other group of five. That's good. That's I okay. like that. I like the Mac or or the Mountain West perennial champ. Um, you know, someone from the American that that's going to be up there every year. You're not going to get knocked for that. So, but hey, I, I don't like playing FCS schools at all. Let me I just don't. let me give you this one, Randy. I'll take Ohio. I'll take a, a Cincinnati on the schedule pretty much every year. 
slash West Virginia, whichever one, whichever one wants to play, you know, yep. Absolutely. depending on what's going on. I, uh-huh. I also think at that point, give me, give me a team, uh, like a UAB, like a somebody, somebody out of the out of the G five ranks. Mm-hmm. That's that's not great. Um, and then, quite honestly, would like would like to see Marshall going back to playing some of these teams. Now they've played in Conference USA and in the MAC. I think that'd be kind of fun. Build up mm-hmm. something there. Maybe West Kentucky continue to play that game. Mm-hmm. Sure. So yep. maybe West Kentucky, Ohio. Give me a big boy, and then play Cincinnati. Slash West Virginia. That that would be my <laughs> ideal schedule. Justin, I see you're back, buddy. What you, you got a perfect non-conference schedule here for us? Uh, is that what we're doing? I thought I was just listening to the Bad Ideas Club. I don't ever want to play Georgia KU again. <laughs> <laughs> better than Gardner Webb, right? Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely better than Gardner Webb. I do not an out of conference schedule to me would be. Uh, preferably no FCS schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you there. Absolutely. Uh, there, there's plenty of G5 schools we can play. If we're wanting a money game or a win, we could – I mean, you you got anybody you want. Bring in Eastern Michigan again, somebody, you know. Um, okay, I'd be all right playing the boys from the factory. That'd be cool. I like, uh, I like, playing, I like playing a Mac game every year. Um. I hate that they're one and ones though. I don't think we should ever go to Bowling Green, for example. <laughs> uh, don't want to go back to the wasteland, because, do we? That's just no, because of bad experiences that you've had, Justin. <laughs> that's true, but but I would say this. So, at some point, if Marshall's trying to grow, we have to ground ourselves in growth and not keep going back to the well and. We have to differentiate ourselves and separate ourselves. I don't want to start doing one and ones with teams we're trying to leave behind. Yeah, uh, that's well, a good it, point. Like, what helps if you beat those teams? It helps yeah, a lot. Yeah, those yeah. Teams. <laughs> hey, like one and ones, like from the MAC, I would accept probably Ohio and Toledo. That might be about it. What about Miami? You wouldn't. Okay, yeah, I'd be okay with that. I, yeah, I'd, I'd be okay with Miami. Traditional. Those are traditional rivals. Yeah. Um, so like they're not going to do anything other than a one-for-one, kids. I'm just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I know. I'm saying don't do it unless it's Miami, Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. Otherwise, um, Bowling Green, mm, see you later. Yeah. Become a drifter. I don't yeah. care. The wasteland, um, like like where we were at. Now, with them. here's the thing. Football coaches won't like my thoughts. You know, I'm okay with only five home games. I'm good with five home games. If we can get two power fives on the road that are big paydays, do it. Ooh, I don't know, Randy. Go off and do it. I want to try and win and games. Then you sell your program anywhere, anytime, anybody. You know, we'll play you. you should play right. Fresno. That's the Pat Hill you know, slogan right there, be, Randy. I want to be the '90s, late '80s, '90s Southern Miss. You know, Ooh, okay. That, that took on everybody, beat Alabama, beat you know whoever they played. You know, we didn't care where we were at any time, and then you recruit that way. And you tell kids, you come here, you're going to play two big guys every year. You're going to play Notre Dame. You're going to play Ohio State. You're going to play Georgia. You're going to play Wisconsin. You're going to play Tennessee. Oh, wait, we've already done that. We used to do that. Well, in the year that you win that? one of those games, you give yourself a chance at a, at a huge State. bowl game. Absolutely. Think about it. Absolutely. And, yeah. and the publicity could, could be the next epic moment. Institution. That's how we built ourselves, and that's how Boise built itself. That's how Appalachian State built itself. That's how you do it. You know, don't be afraid to play those big boys and get that money. Well, now that's true. Got, it, coming up. Now that's it. Also lends you to a Mark Snyder type three and nine yeah, season. There, yeah, right? it's normally not conducive for long term success. <laughs> <laughs> I think you gotta. I think and you gotta you know. Risk of getting yourself beat up pretty good at times. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's 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 almost for sure uh, and for sure. But, <laughs> We're in a big chance of getting beat up. For every four years that you might lose some games and things not be great, what if I told you if you did that every fifth year, you go undefeated and you're in the um, New Year's Six Bowl slot? In, in the playoff. Would it be worth it? I'd say probably. Right. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yes. Yeah. For Especially for Marshall. I mean, to have that. And here's Kinda the deal: you know, the transfer portal. I think we're going to see massive shifts in rosters from year to year, and different things happening. 
teams can be completely revamped in one year now. It is no longer a long-term process. No, you're not building a program anymore. You don't have to worry about that. It's wholesale substitutions. Well, it's like you see uh, Trent Dilford down on the Bahamas Bowl getting getting a UAB job. He's going to come in there immediately day one and expect to win nine, ten games at UAB next year. A lot of people won't like this. Just for the simple fact that you're in a uniform, you can ready to strap on a helmet, brand new at that. You should know. It's time. I think we're going to see Colorado in the national discussion very soon. Oh, Randy, I think you're 100% correct about that. Because it's the Jimmys and the Joes that matter. Uh, they really do. Well, and he and he's a good defensive mind as well. I mean, there's no question about that. So, yeah, would have liked to have taken that chance uh, for for another school. Hey, guys, real quick here, talking coach. Coaches here, some some a few kind of swirling things surrounding Huff. Um, do we really think he takes a job? The first chance he gets in the offseason, is he going to hang around? Or and, and then secondary question: Who would you look at to kind of go after if he were to leave? Are you discussing this offseason? Yeah, Carousel's still going. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would prefer going after an established head coach if he were to leave. Um, not not a – I mean, of course you want a, a good recruiter. you got to have uh, dudes on the field. I would, I would love to go the route of a head coach um, or at least some experience in that department. You know, he's play, something like that. He beat Notre Dame. Um, he he's got two years under his belt, but um, not ready yet. I, I can see the um, attraction there, possibly with some suitors, but at the same time, is it really going to be a much bigger job until he until he wins a championship or a bowl game or or you know? The big win over Notre Dame is huge. That might be enough of a carrot for someone. But, you know, I just – I don't know. I don't know if we're going to lose him this summer. But eventually, yes, we will lose him. He will – if he does, yep. he will get another job. That's just how this business works. And as far as his replacement, um, I think you just got to go with the best fit. At the uh, time, yeah. It, I mean, maybe, done a great job on the defensive I would side. love to get a head coach who's already been through the learning curve and all of that, but um, you just, you know, it seems to be a popular thing to go after a young, hot shot assistant anymore um, in the G5, but there are some retreads, so, you know, it just depends. I mean, it depends on what, what's well, available. Look at Hugh Freeze at Liberty, for example. That's we don't have that kind of money to hire that type of guy. Right. Um, that is an issue. The finances, absolutely. Right. So, I mean, look what happened to Coastal just now losing and the coach ability to Liberty. to recruit right. to Huntington. You know, it needs to be someone who can really be a salesman. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's tough. We don't have the money to pay for that. So it almost has to be a newcomer that's trying to build their own resume or. Man, I think we should have counted our blessings with Doc Holliday a little more. And, uh, not saying I'm not a good coach, but I'm saying we had something there that's very athletic stability commitment from our head coach. Hey, hey, I've got one name for you guys. Okay, one name based off all the criteria you mentioned, right? Someone who's got to build their resume back up. Someone who has experience as a, as a coach in the past. What about Rich Rodriguez? <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> well, we couldn't have any cheerleaders. That's no, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I, I, this, that's a, I, I've always kind of thought that in his little path that he's on right now, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, let me say this. If he came to coach Marshall, I would support him. Uh, as long as the buyout on his contract was as long possibly be <laughs> get that neil brown type buy out there justin dude i mean from his standpoint 
Like we ought to get ten million dollars off of him even before his contract's over. That's it's true. It's a pretty good point. Um Yeah, but let's I mean, let's let's hope. And Justin, real quick here, man. Uh you got anything you kinda wanna expound upon the game there? We were kinda talking about how we our keys there earlier we thought was more or less stopping them on third downs because how good our defense has been on that all year and kind of how they struggle. Not good with the – they're not really good through the air either. Like, if we're able to establish our running game, stay on the field, I feel like that's kind of the key and should prevent and kind of allow us to pull this thing out pretty easily. Spreads 11, and the hook's actually now – it's up to totals up to 41. So, floor is yours there, sir. Well, I'm going to start with the – to our bowl game on the Bahamas Bowl. And anyone who says that they would not want their team in the Bahamas Bowl are lying. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. They just showed Atlantis, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> walking distance. Yeah. Like, and they get those great basketball programs to travel there every Thanksgiving. Why don't – why couldn't you get two good football teams to come out there in December, you know? I agree. I yeah. Agree. Uh, no, but I think – if this is going to be a low-scoring game, I actually do expect it to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I don't think UConn has a porous defense. They have at times against the Michigans of the world, for example. Um, but other than that, I mean, they've held teams pretty much at bay uh, all season. So it's tough because one turnover can turn a game in a game to slow scoring. We've already seen it this year. Uh you take Old Dominion, for example. Uh, we couldn't put the ball in the end, and we were able to turn the ball over and get a win. Might have been the worst played offensive game we've ever had, but we won 12 0 because um, of turnovers. So I I hope I'm wrong in that scoring. I would like to get out, jump out to a lead, and just be able to run the ball down the field. Yeah, 100%, Justin. 100%. And you brought up a good point about hey, UConn's been able to hang with kind of the teams that aren't the upper level. But then I also see some of their other games, like Syracuse beat them by 34. Syracuse is all right. Like, NC State without Leary at quarterback beat them 41 to 10. For, they beat Fresno without Hainer. That was a good win. But, like, they don't have any really good wins. Like, that's that makes me kind of excited about the opportunities that we have in this game. Um, I think we're probably the second or third best team they'll play all year. So – Expect to get that kind of effort out of, out of the team. Now, one other quick thing here, Justin. We were going over um, the the bowl opponents from the Sun Belt, right? And, like, how disappointing was it for you when you heard the UConn was the matchup, though? Uh, it, The most dis- – I I, first off, I knew – I didn't expect a great opponent in the bowl game. I don't Right. Think, I don't think we earned that. Um. I expected a, a mediocre opponent from a mediocre league. We ended up getting – where's UConn? They're in the American, correct? No longer. They're independent now. They're independent. So we didn't even pull from the American. So, I, I mean <laughs> – Hey, and, like, you look at the opponent, the other opponents in these bowls. Randy was all on ECU, could have played Buffalo, Western Kentucky, Rice, uh, I, I was okay with UTSA because they were ranked, and then obviously Dana and Houston would have been kind of fun too, even though that's a, a, a CUSA retread. Because I think I already expected uh, – I don't care about their record or anything like that. I don't see the difference. I just want to win the bowl game. I think it's better for us to get a game we can win at this point. Yeah, keep the positive vibes going, the good momentum. Yeah, well, you got to end the streak. You have to end the three loss streak. You have to. We need to win this. Absolutely. And you end the season nine and four with a win over Notre Dame. And this this is the time to do it. You've got an opponent you should be able to beat. No excuses. Win the game. Let's go. And uh, let's jump start into next year. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Hey, fellas, real quick before we make predictions here, do you have Kind of, and Marshall has such an illustrious bowl resume. We talked about how second all time at twelve and five in terms of winning percentage, and before the obviously before this three game streak was even higher. Um, what's your favorite bowl memory 
uh, for the herd. I'll go first because uh, I know Randy's got more. <laughs> uh, my my favorite bowl memory. I'll go with two because my in person favorite bowl memory. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was the '99 Motor City Bowl? Oh, same uh, here, Justin. Same here. Yeah, that's my favorite in person, and then just my favorite overall has to be the '01 GMAC Bowl uh, victory. Just sitting in in the house there thinking it was over and and just having the game on still with a glimmer of hope and here we come was too young to actually still be up at that point in time was in like sixth grade so actually went to bed and was told the next morning that we won on the radio was so mad at my dad (laughs) right oh my goodness i I was in high school so i was able to watch it i was there and and he took both mine. I was at both of them. And uh, obviously that 99 win over BYU where we just dominated. Uh, you know, I, I had ran into Coach Lavelle Edwards later at the uh, College Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony when he was going in. And um, he was still asking about John Grace years later. So <laughs> that one really, really stuck in his mind because that was actually the last game he coached in is that 99 Motor City Bowl with the big undefeated top 10 national ranking. Kevin Federer is still picking teeth off out the turn. Now, now I'll tell you this. The 2001 GMAC Bowl was a heck of a a game, of course, because of the high-scoring, unbelievable comeback. Um, But we had Ricky Hazel was our SID at the time, and I was the assistant SID. And we are in the press box. And we had Ivan Mizell there from Sports Illustrated at the time to do a feature story on Byron Leftwich. And we are in that press box and we're sitting in the second row. And that first half was so bad that we were like, wow, this is not good. Uh, (laughs) The folks from Conference USA, remember we were in the Mac at 38 to 8. We were sitting next to Mike Slive, who was the commissioner of Conference USA at the time. And he's over there giddy, and they're just smiling, and everybody's happy. And um, and what a lot of people don't know is around that game, we were negotiating to try to get into Conference USA at that time. And there were a lot of talks going on. So we're getting thumped in that first half. And it was so bad that Ivan came over to us and kind of rolled his eyes at halftime and leaned in and said, guys, I don't know what I'm going to write about. <laughs> you know, I came here to do a story on Left Witch, and man, this is bad. You know, I'm going to have to figure something out. And we're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll see, you know. And none of us thought, you know, that second half was going to be the way that it was. But by golly, they came out. And instead of just running the ball and sitting on the lead, Coach Logan had them throwing the ball and stuff. And we got those interceptions and, and one thing led to another, and Byron went off, and just it, it was it was a miracle. And the thing that I'll never forget is I had already gone down onto the field uh, at the end of the game, and we scored that touchdown. And all we needed was the extra point to win in regulation. And and we had a great kicker punter in Curtis Head, yep. who you know you you would you know go to war with any day. And by golly, Curtis missed the extra point. Probably and, one of the few in his career. Sent, sent us into that, that crazy overtime, and it ended up being 64-61, but that was a game that people talked about all over the country for days and days after. It was the best bowl game of the year. Um, even President Bush commented about watching it from the White House days later that he had watched that ball game. So, you know, it was really cool, really, really cool experience to be there. Uh, for both those games, those were two good bowls. But you know what? I- I'll say this, and I mean this. Oh, nine Little Caesars a- Bowl, right, Randy? Uh, I've I've never been to a bad bowl. Oh, okay. Me I've either. Never been to a bad bowl. They were all fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, even the Motor City Bowls when it was cold, and we were back for the second. They were good. The the folks are so good to the student athletes and and the participants, and you know, I've never been to a bad bowl. Now the most uncomfortable bowl Fort Worth? I ever went to 2010. Oh, okay. 2010 because um, 
Coach Snyder had been let go. Right. The the, the and, Ohio that went over them in the, the 2017 win over Ohio, enough, right? I can't say enough good things about our coaching staff and Rick Mentor, who coached us up through that period. And we went up there and won that football game. And uh, the I'm kids Martin played, Ward went up 21 yeah, Martin Ward was the MVP. We beat Ohio, Little Caesars Bowl. But that was special. I loved that team because they they had persevered through a lot, a couple of losing, several losing seasons, tough times, and they were just a few plays away from winning seven, eight games. Maybe oh yeah, they, they, games. they were close. Hey, and I'll go ahead and give you guys two other ones that maybe don't jump off the top, but ones I really enjoyed um, in the Doc Holiday era. Actually, both of them. The win over Maryland in the in the military bowl. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That was good. And and then the following year beating the snot out of Northern Illinois and Boken, kind of finishing off that season after sure. the loss, you know, to WKU. That was my favorite bowl game that in the modern, I guess you could say, era. Mm-hmm. Easy I mean, now. I met Howard Schmellenberger <laughs> there. Easy. Gosh. All down in Boca, Justin? Yeah. Yeah, that was. I got a picture with the uh, Howard Howard uh, I, I down there outside that. of the stadium. The 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 modern era begins like in 1948. Let's just remember that. <laughs> no, I'm going. We'll go modern era in my life. So I'll oh. divide that into uh, three quadrants and the nearest quadrant. Okay. Okay. Hey, you know another good one. Well, how can you divide Bowl? into three quadrants? Wouldn't that be four? Ooh, yeah. Maybe close. Close. Okay. Hey, I'll say this one. Another one, real quick before we get out of here, the New Mexico Bowl, when we beat Colorado State and they had Michael Gallup, and somehow those boys found a way to win that one. Mm-hmm. Get us, I think it was 10 wins that year. Or was it eight? I can't remember now. It may have, eight and five. Eight. So, uh, yeah, because no one thought we were going to win that game. They thought they were going to run over us and ended up coming out there and hey. kind of surprising Colorado State that year. And since you guys are, are on this, I'm going to throw out, you know, another – our first bowl game. Uh, Ooh, Ole Miss return. Uh, 97 Motor City Bowl. We lost the game, but what a joy to watch. Scoring back and forth. Deuce McAllister. Randy Moss and Deuce McAllister. Yep. That was a great game. Hey, in our first ever bowl game was Tangerine. was the Tangerine Bowl. Catawba. Catawba. Yeah. Yep. Cam Henderson, which is a Absolutely. name we know very well. So, hey, last thing here, guys. Let's get some predictions before now, we get hold out on, of here. Coach oh, okay. Coaching okay. that game. Who he didn't? He did not. Oh, he so, took, so this he is took wrong. A couple of our best players with the basketball team, and they went to California to play in a tournament in San Francisco that they won, and they beat Syracuse in the championship game of that tournament. So the football team lost to Catawba without Coach Henderson and two or three of its best players. Huh. Yep. Absolutely. A seven nothing loss. Man. Yep. What could have been, been different? There's some martial history. That's right. Absolutely. Guys, let's, let's give our predictions here. Um, the streak ends, right? We're all going to go three for three on this thing? Absolutely. Oh, I got to win. Yeah. I mean, are we covering? Are we covering the 11, fellas? I, I'm going to go yes. Yes. I, I'm feeling crazy. I think Marcus going to win. I think... I honestly believe that we're going to win this game to the tune of 31 to 7 or 31 to 10. I like that, Randy. Hold I was on, kind of rolling around the same as you, buddy. Because this is, this is West Virginia South. Okay? This is home. This might as well be Marshall Fenner her territory. Okay? We've got so many West Virginians that live in Horry County in that area. Uh, UConn doesn't know what's about to hit them. Um, it's going to be a stampede for bison, American bison. And I think we're going to beat them soundly, and it's going to be ugly. I like it. Justin, what you got, buddy? I got it. I'll, I'll get on, jump on board with you all. I'm going to go Marshall 24, UConn 3. Like it. Nice. Like it. I'm, I'm going to go with a 27 to 9 game. A lot of field goals. Maybe they miss an extra point. Something wild happens. We stay under the total, and Marshall wins it rather easily. And, and fellas, next time we talk, maybe talk basketball. I know we're uh, 
Absolutely. Go hey, I've got a I've tough got a, loss there last time in Greensboro, that's for sure. I've got a secondary prediction from a player of mine who's a hippie. He's wearing a peace shirt right now. Okay. He just fingered the score to me, which he said 31-24 Marshall wins. Ooh. Ooh. So, and he doesn't even like Marshall, and he thinks we're going to win. So that's that's the Maybe he's giving a little little too much hope for that UConn offense. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> do, we, do any of us really, though? Let's hope the no. herd does on Monday. Until next time, you guys. Enjoy the holidays. Merry Christmas to all. Let's get a let's get a bowl win, and uh, enjoy the bowls. Let's cue the music. Go hurt.